0: Welcome back, everybody, to Top Shelf, a guide to high-quality leadership, spirits, and everything in between. It's episode three, everybody, and uh, this week we are going to be talking about speeches, public engagement, holiday parties, and the world-famous Noggleizer. You're definitely going to want to stick around for the Noggleizer. So, Clint. Let's kick it off a little bit. A little bit fun to start. Um I know both of us we're going to see uh, Kevin Hart. Uh that's tomorrow night. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> that that was Clint making that noise. Um pretty excited to go see uh Kevin Hart, a comedian. Um But the the serious thing uh, that I wasn't prepared for is that it is a no phone uh, event. Uh, So they take away your phone, uh, put it in a locked bag. You can't use it. Um, And uh, a little bit nervous. I'm just not going to have it. Um, but also excited, uh, Clint. Give me, give you me. Know, what do you think? What do you think about it? Well they said nothing about
1: no pagers, though.
0: So I'm going to bring out the old, you know, pager. Motorola.
1: Yeah, Motorola, the little purple one I had in high school, and uh, we're, we're going to rock. If any emergencies come up, it's going to say nine one one on my pager. So, I think I'm pretty comfortable. Do they even have
0: phone booths in, in, in <laughs> anymore? Um, interesting enough, I mean, no mobile but pay, uh, no photography. Um, so I'm, I'm going, um, I'm, I feel like I'm going naked. Um, I agree. And uh, I'm excited because then I can just disconnect. Um and not not worry about it. Uh, it just won't be able to uh, get an Uber after, but uh, you know, the old fashioned hailing down a cab um, or jumping on a sky train. So um, we are going to be joining, enjoying some cocktails down there and, and a nice meal before Kevin Hart, and I'm just excited to, for the for the night.
1: When's the last time you went two hours without touching your cell phone?
0: Besides sleeping, I mean. Oh no, I can't. Uh, with work and and. Social media and and everything in between, um, it, it's it's really hard to put down the put down the device for a long period of time.
1: You know, my my initial thought with this was, uh, yeah, no problem, I can totally do it. But then you start thinking about the kids. I got kids at home, and you know, they have got a babysitter. What if something happens? You know, do they call? You know, we talked about this earlier. Do they call the the arena? And is there a, a helpline? And do they go over the PA? And sorry, Kevin Hart. Uh, Clint's children. Clint Latane's daughter has a bellyache. Uh, you need to call call her
0: back ASAP. <laughs> Clint's house is on fire. I uh, don't know how it started. <laughs> yeah, how does that work, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and we, we just we just kind of have to have a plan, and that, yeah. that's what lead, that's what strong leaders do. We have a uh, we set up plan and uh, we coach our kids um, for the do's and don'ts. There's neighbors obviously around, and and there's grandparents and and family. So yeah, um, yeah. learning for them um, and back in the old days we never had phones where our parents could reach us so um they they weren't driving around with cell phones you're right
1: i get and then there's an emergency it's 911 and you got to deal with it when you get out um you know one of the very first things that came to mind for me was the fact that there must be a lot of big companies out there that don't like this uh don't like that this happens you know think about american express and google pay Pay. yeah, Yeah. google and samsung pay and all these things right now you don't have your device to buy drinks. Uh, you know a lot of people are using that technology these days. So yeah, yeah. Bring your debit card
0: and visa. Um, gonna wrap that up, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna kick it into the leadership part of um, the podcast today, and we're gonna talk about speeches. Um, and if you're new to speeches, um, or a seasoned veteran, we're gonna touch on a little bit of different um, things, all different levels. Uh, from, from start, from novice to the, the season pro. Um, for the first um, speech, if you are um, new to it, um, I suggest taking maybe some Toastmaster classes and having a plan prepared. Um, it can really set you on a good path to be successful. Um, you wanna know your audience. Um, you also want to um, establish what type of speech are you doing? Is it informative? Is it a demonstrative? Is it an entertaining speech? Is it a special occasion speech? If I interject real quick, sorry, Jason, you
1: touched on a good point. It's, you know, being prepared, obviously, is number one. Um, You said if you're new to this, make sure you're prepared. I think even when you're not new to this you need to prepare obviously oh yeah, of course. Right? yeah of course um real quick just side branch here one of the best public speakers i've ever met in my entire life and witnessed speak um multiple times i actually had a chance to pick his brain and i said to him you know you're so good how are you so good at what you do like i get so nervous i'm a i like to speak in front of people i, I i'm one of the rare individuals that um, don't struggle too much with it but i do get nervous like anybody else and but he told me it, it was all about preparation. He said the speech you just saw was was 30 minutes long, um, or, or presentation you just saw was 30 minutes long. He said, that was 30 hours of prep time. He goes, the countless hours in front of the mirror or with my wife or with my kids, getting feedback from my peers, constantly taking notes and updating and, and filming myself he's like so although it looked smooth and and i look like a, a like an app like a pro like finished product yeah, yeah. it took hours and hours and years and
0: years to, to really get it down pat so yeah. just want to highlight that so yeah i mean it's it's difficult too you need to quantify hey i just spent 40 hours preparing for a speech and and it's 30 minutes and I, when you're talking about a, a a company um you know how do you balance that That time Uh, he didn't do anything that week he just prepared for the speech right Um, also if you have a slide presentation for the speech you really want to minimize the number of words you have on that slide you don't want the people to be reading the words and not engaged with yourself also do not read the slides be prepared and speak and connect with the the crowd and, and 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 your clients or your your future uh, customers don't read from that presentation that's a big that's a big no for me um, and we, we talked about um, preparation and we we just talked about the slideshow test your audio video equipment before your your presentation that's it's the worst thing one of my pet peeves is your PC doesn't work and won't connect and won't present what you're hoping to present. You're already losing the crowd. You're, it's a negative before you start, and and you're already disengaging um, your clientele or, or your crowd. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I've seen so many people...
1: Whether it's just a presentation for um, their employees or their peers or it was was an executive presentation and they fumble and they're missing a cord or the slideshow clicker doesn't work. You know, you need to get there early. Those are meetings that you have to get early for or presentations or events you need to get there early. Test all that gear. Make sure it's working. Make sure on the same page and and, and things are working because if not, totally will throw you off. Especially if it affects your timing and we know how important timing is
0: yeah and you want to set a a timer Uh, so if you have a 10 minute uh, presentation or speech you you want to stick to that time um if it's 30 minutes you want to stick to that time because most likely there's someone else following you or they're wrapping up for the day and you don't want to exceed that time and you don't want to just fill it with banter um one of the other main things that you know, a, a, of a good speech, and if you if you Google it on on YouTube, you'll find out that most good speakers present a story, and and um, as opposed to just reading off facts, you can present a story and add the facts in. People will retain the story seventy percent more than that of just facts and numbers. So if if you think of it. Um, that, that 70% to 20%, you'd have to do that presentation another five times probably to get maybe 50% retention. Like that's, that's a lot of preparation. That's a lot of presentations just to get your point across. Make it a story and make, make it authentic to yourself.
1: Yeah, I agree, and, and like you said, you want to be able to memorize what your what your presentation is about, especially if you're giving it multiple times to multiple audiences. If you, if it's a one and done, maybe not that important. Um, but it goes back to your your previous point on the um, if you have a slideshow, because you're right, people are reading the slides, yeah. right? So they don't want you to read them for them. You know, it's not like you know grade to reading class here where the teacher holds the book up and reads for the class so you know bullet points speak at a high you know add to those bullets but keep that as your personal notes People are going to read the slides. If you overfill it with data and information, they're going to be so focused on that data and information, they're not even going to be listening to you. So, yeah.
0: And remember, you can share the presentation after. Um, if there isn't anything that's, um, you know, non-disclosure agreements are in place, but you can share that presentation and then they can follow up and, and read and then at, pose more questions after the fact. Um, and my final point for speeches, dress for success, you know. Really take care of yourself. Um, If you're on stage, you're on stage for a a reason. Um, You know, make it so that you're professional in your uh, approach. Um, Your posture is important. If you watched any of the the TED Talks on uh, YouTube, their posture, they move around the stage uh, they're very comfortable. They're uh, connecting with the crowd with their eyes and their movements. Um, you really want to be in that moment, and and there's a lot to it. Um, you know, uh, how does it make you feel when you're presenting?
1: Well, we talked about nerves, yeah. right? But I actually think that you need, you know, with practice comes comfort you know, and preparation comes comfort. It's like if you're in a sales job, it's easy to sell something when you know a lot about it, when you've practiced and and believe in yourself. Know that you're up there for a reason. You were chosen to for that role or for that speech or for that presentation. This is your time to shine. So not only, you know, put in the work, but also enjoy yourself. Have a good time with it. And people will really
0: feel that when you're having a good time yeah and, and the more you do the more speeches you do um the better you'll get just like us doing this podcast the the more we do the nuances the feedback we're gonna get better um we're gonna learn how to talk into the microphones better um get you know uh, intimate with with you the the, the listeners and um uh, it, it just comes with practice i think i've reached my peak this is about as good as i can <laughs> <laughs> uh Alright, um, I think we're going to put a wrap on it, but, but speeches also feed in... To the next subject. To the next subject, yes. and um, it's it's that time of year, it's December 8th, um, we're talking holiday parties, and we're talking uh, engagements with our co-workers, and clients, and friends and family, um, we, we just talked about Dress for Success same thing applies, uh, at a Christmas party. Um, you want to dress, um, you know, for success. If you're a construction worker or an office administrator or something like that, take the, a little bit of extra time, dress up, um, you know, make sure you're clean shaven, make sure your hair is done, um, because you're going to meet a lot of different level people. And if you're looking to take the next step in your career, um, dressing up is just one part of it and you can get noticed um, when you dress up and it gas it a little bit of um pop in your step you know you, you can walk taller
1: i think i i mentioned this to you earlier today and maybe some of the folks listening in but um you know my my late great grandma always told me you know you can never overdress for an occasion but you can always underdress so you know you're going out for dinner and you're thinking oh what am i gonna wear you know put on that put on that fancy shirt that you only get to wear once or twice a year yeah. right we yeah. all have them in our closet you know fancy dress you don't get to wear it every day to work i mean maybe you're in a casual work environment and you're wearing jeans or you work from home you're wearing your house coat all day now you're out you know time to time to gussy up a bit and 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 look look your best and and present well and and i agree with you for sure um if i could take a just a minute to to talk about the public speaking portion that we were talking about earlier yeah, but yeah. with regards to christmas Absolutely. parties I think this is a good time for leaders or for people that are presenting to, um, to start with an icebreaker or a joke. Yeah, you know me, I like to throw a joke in there. I probably throw in maybe one too many, but throw in a joke. It shows people that you're, you know, you're opening up, that you're, you're being a bit more vulnerable, um, and that, that allows you to speak more from the heart. Um, but also keep, your, keep it in mind that you're at a Christmas party, so keep it short and sweet. We don't yeah. want this long drawn on forty five minute spiel. Like it's a Christmas party; people are there to. They've heard all your stuff before. Keep it short and sweet. It's not about you; it's about them. Thank some of the individuals. Maybe bring up a few metrics from uh, from the year and some accomplishments that the teams have had. Um, and then add a piece for safety in the end, because I'm uh, you know a constant safety, safety guy. Yeah. Um, you know, get home safe. And if anybody needs a ride home, you come talk to me. I've got taxi chits, or I'll get you somebody that's going to get you home safe because we don't want people drinking and driving.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that should be the, the yeah the, your start to um, the Christmas party. Which is about safety first and and taking care of your fellow employees and fellow humans. Um, make a plan when you're uh, when you're going to a Christmas party. Uh, maybe you want to engage with, uh, challenge yourself to engage with three or four people you've never met before, but you're at a Christmas party. You're with other coworkers, learn what they do, um, in the long run, the more you people you meet, the more connected you are with the business. And and if something comes up, and you're like, oh, I know that guy. That's uh, that's Peter in finance, and he can help me uh, find a solution. That's amazing. Um, always want to try to remember their names um, because you know it doesn't mean anything if you can't remember who you spoke to. So you know, get out of that comfort zone and go meet some people and mingle
1: yeah you know i remember going to a shaw christmas party 3600 people you know that's 1800 employees plus one right their yeah. significant other was there or they brought a friend in some cases we always got sat with different people at our tables and one year some i was idea. sitting with yeah. uh you know an executive from head office the following year i was sitting with chris galis from global you know I was shameless plug but um take that time to introduce yourself to those folks get to know them they do that on purpose i know it's frustrating because you're like i want to sit with my friend you can meet up with your friends later that beginning portion of those parties it's a great opportunity before you've had maybe one or two many drinks is to get your name out there pass out a few business cards and then move on and hit
0: the dance floor so yeah yeah and, and i think from a c level an executive level leader go down and, and get comfortable with some of the people at the lower levels. I, I have a dis, dislike for those leaders that just work at the C level and e level and, and that's all the place the, the only place they want to be. Um, it's the workers at the bottom of the, 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 the rung or bottom of the pole that really work hard and, and um, you know promote the company name from the ground up. And um, if, if, if those leaders, I challenge you, uh, executive and senior level leaders, to, to interact with that uh, lower level, lower tier employee that start uh, maybe a new student um, or a, a six month you know, old employee. It's, it's important to connect at that level and, and not overlook them. Be inclusive. Well,
1: our employees are the, they're the the foundation of the business, right? So those levels that you're talking about don't even exist without those employees. So um, absolutely crucial step for any level of leader, whether you're new to leadership or you've been in the game for a long time. Um, every employee matters and you need to get to know everyone from every division. Otherwise, the engagement's not going to be there. And the success of the future success of
0: any organization is not going to be there. So. Yeah. Almost, did you just... We'll throw out a new slogan every employee matters i mean i just came up yeah, with yeah, the top of my head yeah, yeah quick as a whip i am getting better at this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um c- christmas parties as well it, they lean into and chris is, uh, or clint's touched on it a tiny little bit the the drinks and the cocktails um it, you want you want to have a plan for those as well um I like to use one of Clint's uh, ratios, a one-to-one. And what do do I mean by one-to-one? One Uh, one drink and then one glass of water. Uh, It not only keeps you hydrated, it will help you with a potential hangover, but it also helps you from over-drinking. The last thing you want to do is be crushing beers or pounding wine. Uh, Remember, this is a Christmas party. It's not a frat party. We're not there to get you know blackout trunk we're there to have a couple um, nice cocktails and mingle and learn and appreciate your co-workers for the fantastic year and the in the future that, that you're building together and, and remember you spend more time with your co-workers than you do with your family so if you really let the thinking you by the time you drive to work you get to work you spend your eight to ten hours then drive home you you spend more time with the, those people at work and so you want to enjoy them and cherish them i know
1: yeah so i i have a few things going on in my head when you're speaking there jay and, and i agree 100 percent. this one day of the year should not ruin you know your reputation your career i've seen it ruin careers you know, take your time. The one in one ratio is fantastic. A good trick. My wife doesn't drink at all, hardly at all. She will on occasion. Um, is the is the soda with a lime? Soda with lime looks like a cocktail. It looks like vodka soda and lime. It looks like gin soda and lime. It looks like any rum yeah, soda yeah. lime. Yeah. And, and and it comes across as if you are having a cocktail, if that's something you're worried about. Maybe you don't even want to go down the conversation of having that that conversation. There are prob- probably people that are listening in right now that don't even drink at all. Okay. That's the, yeah. that's a good tip, um, especially when you're dealing with somebody or maybe the corporate culture is, you know, alcohol is good. It's fine. We gave out free drink tickets or it's an open bar. I've been to those parties. Open bars are, are great. <laughs> Danger- but yeah, you, dangerous. You get a couple of those... Um, INR reps or whoever they are and they're they're getting taken away on an ambulance stretcher, right? So, um, super dangerous. Just take your time and... Save the party for later. I mean, there's going to be a hotel room to go back to, or there's going to be something else. You can go home, you know, and 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 really light it up. But don't do it in front of your your peers and in front of, especially as a leader, it's, that is bad news bears.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, and and decisions can be made in that moment, um, especially as a, a leader, people are looking up to you, and if you're leading um, at that level and, and exceeding um, the expectations and and the alcohol does affect uh, your ability to make decisions um yeah that it's uh, that, that can make pose a, a difficult um, discussion uh, with hr on monday um one more thing that i wanted to talk about uh, about christmas parties too if you brought and clint mentioned it um he brought his wife but if you have uh, if, if you brought a partner with you to a christmas party and and there's quite a few people make sure you to not you know to Include your wife, um, or or spouse, uh, or partner, um, in some of the discussions. Don't don't just leave um, them behind uh, at a table by themselves. Make sure that they're comfortable, and you're you're checking in. If if it's a huge party, and you're a leader, and you're trying to engage and meet people, um, you know each and every person as much as you humanly possibly can. Um, Make sure you spend the time to to uh, also check in with your with your spouse um and and make sure they're comfortable and and they're with somebody or um bring them along and introduce them um i think that's important And, and for me um i have failed in that in the past and and um you know, coming back to it, I understand it you, you, as a, as a spouse or a partner, you don't know really anyone in the company potentially, and, uh, it can be kind of lonely sitting there at a Christmas party.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, you know, unless, unless your partner wants to sit there, yeah, yeah. you know, maybe that's the case. Um, you know, I actually use it to my advantage. So I spent almost 14 years at Shaw and I worked in 10 different departments So that 3,600 people I was talking about, I knew a lot of them, which was great. But but I'm really bad with names, and I know this sounds terrible, but I would somebody I worked with for a few years. It's a a four letter name, you know, it's a Ewan or or a Susan or, and I would forget their name. Just I don't know why. And I thought as a leader, what a what a crappy thing to do, right? To forget somebody's name that you used to work for or they used to work for you. So I would take my wife Trish and I would get her to introduce herself to so-and-so and And then i would hear the name and then it would so that was my trick so strategery yes so she knew though i prepped her i said you got to. as soon as i give you the elbow you got to introduce yourself and then i would pick up the name and then we're everything's good we're golden so i would use it to my
0: advantage oh wow look at you i didn't even think of that um i would just mercifully lay on the sword um as they say and just apologize and and i, I uh, forgot uh, your name um I, i've got a lot better with that and i'll talk about um in another episode just um, how i'm able to remember a significant amount of names um but i'll, I'll save that um uh, for for another for another uh, episode is that your superhuman power um i don't know if i have a superhero power um maybe it's just just being good you know it's just good good looking (laughs) you don't know how good i could be
1: um
0: so i think we're gonna kind of wrap it up now with the the christmas party discussion um we're gonna jump to kind of a festive cocktail i said world famous um I mean I I was the one the first kicked these off I'm sure many other people have uh created a similar recipe but it is one of my favorites um I love it uh and I don't drink a lot of eggnog at this time of year I really try to avoid it but I'll go through it that the, the Noggleizer in um Christmas time um is is kind of a uh, one of those special drinks that I'll cherish you know, for a, a couple weeks, uh, this time of year. And, um, you kind of only want one or two just because they are rich. Um, but they are delicious. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up here and I'm gonna start to make it. Um, and Clint will walk you through a little bit of it. Did,
1: um, did you just say that you invented rum and eggnog? Is that what I heard you say? No,
0: it's not just rum and eggnog.
1: Okay, it's, there's other parts. Oh, okay, in all right, Not just put yeah. a rum and yeah, eggnog yeah, yeah. in it. It was like when my brother said he was the first guy to put McChicken sauce on French fries. I thought, well, I'm pretty sure the French have been doing that for hundreds of years. Or dipping your French fries in a frosty. No. Okay. Yeah. Ah, yeah. That's, that's that might have been delicious, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm excited to try this. I'm lactose intolerant and I'm a vegan, so I don't think I can have the eggs. I'm just kidding. I'm neither of those. But uh, if you are. We're adding the ice to the glass first. All right. You can get a vegan eggnog. You can? Yes. Coconut milk? Yes. uh, oat Milk at Divino Cafe, where Jason and I uh, have coffee every Friday, 9 a.m., if you'd like to join.
0: Yeah, or you could meet the hosts of Top Shelf. Um, so what we're going to have here is is the Kraken Black Rum. And uh, we, I use two ounces of Kraken Black Rum over the ice uh, to start.
1: Can you use any black rum, or is that like just your preference? So this is the world famous Kraken,
0: uh, world famous uh, nalgaeizer. So you can't use okay other no, rum. No, so no, yeah, use Kraken, Kraken. That's a plug for Kraken. Kraken. Yeah, Kraken. Right. Kraken.com. I spent a lot of money with Kraken. So we use two ounces. They're in Kraken glasses, actually. Yeah, of course. I spent a lot of money. There. <laughs> um, we're going to do two ounces of the crack of ice-spice rum over ice and then what we're gonna How many do, ice cubes? How many ice cubes? Uh, four ice cubes each glass. Okay. And it's a tall, that's a short glass.
1: Would this be a, a cocktail that we could use like a big
0: ice cube for you as could. well? Yeah, you oh, could. Okay. And you can put it in a bigger tumbler. And what we're going to do is we're going to add an ounce of just regular Coca-Cola classic. I don't really like the sugar either, but it cuts um, the milk down a bit. And when when you pour it, you'll see what I'm talking about. And we well, you'll s- hear. Yeah, <laughs> you'll hear, hear what it. we're talking about. And
1: sorry, <laughs> hear it. I'll um, explain in detail what yeah. we're seeing.
0: And uh, we've got the Dairyland Eggnog Classic. Let's shake it up. Okay. This, this is about, all.
1: This is all in a rocks glass. So about a 12 ounce rocks glass
0: here. Yes. And uh, we really only have about. Uh, ounce, quarter ounce of the glass left to fill. So we're going to pour that over top. Oh, Look at that. Okay. Mm. Does that sound? okay. So we're going to pour our eggnog in and done.
1: So we're, that's about the same amount. So Coca-Cola to eggnog ratio is about the same.
0: Yeah. It's about right. half ounce. And even, so maybe it's, it's almost equal parts rum Coca-Cola and eggnog. Yeah, and we'll I'll post the recipe up on our um, Twitter feed. Okay, and we're top shelf add... one two three four five. Yes, and I'm gonna add the nutmeg here. So the nutmeg topper. Okay, For each nutmeg topper.
1: I thought you were allergic to nuts.
0: That's a meg. <laughs> ah, okay, a, yeah. the Family Guy. It's a nutmeg. <laughs> I love meg. Yeah, um, and then we're just gonna grab a glass or a, a glass, a spoon. Mm.
1: Okay. We're just going to dab, dab the spoon in. A little dab will do ya. Okay. Going to dab it. So not
0: a stir, it's more of a dab like an up and down or uh, no motion. Okay, cool. I'm I'm a the rookie. And the reason why you don't want to stir it, it'll curdle the milk. So when ah. you go down, it just you're just mixing the nutmeg in, in a bit. If you if you stir it, then you're curdling. Nastrovia. Nastrovia. I don't know what that means, but Jason says it all the time. <laughs>
1: Oh, boy. That is delicious. A looks like a Coke float with rum and nutmeg.
0: (laughs) It's it's dynamite. It's dynamite. (laughs) Um, Yeah, a nice festive uh, feel for this time of year. I'm not suggesting doing these during the summer because... Milk is a bad choice.
1: (laughs) I'm in a box of glass box of emotion. emotion. That's Um, uh, yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen it, you need to watch Anchorman. Yeah,
0: um, so, um, from me to you and the Noggleizer to you, um, um, thank you for listening and I really appreciate it. Are we doing another one before Christmas or is this it? No, are we doing it one more? We'll do it anytime we want. Yeah, you know yeah. what? Anytime we want. Yeah, we do it anytime we want. No, nobody's paying uh, for us yet. I ain't uh, scared. Yeah, nobody's paying for us yet. Uh, you know, throwing out uh, Kraken, uh, Spice Rum, Dairyland. Oh, uh, hey, you know? Toastmasters. Uh, Wait a sec, Moosehead. Real locker. quick, sorry,
1: Toastmasters. Fourteen thousand clubs internationally. Hundreds of clubs in the Lower Mainland. 45 bucks us for your annual dues and a $20 USD new membership fee. That's our Toastmasters plug hit us up for a sponsorship that's Talk a deal. shelf one, two, three, four, five at Twitter.
0: That's a deal. I mean, honestly, <laughs> uh, I've been to a bunch of Toastmasters um, sessions. I know a lot of people that have have done it, um, including one of my mentors um, and uh, somebody that works for me currently. Um, he's an amazing man, and and uh, you know used to lead the Kelowna chapter for Toastmasters. Um, but uh, all right, well, shout out to everybody. Um, We're wrapping it up for the evening. Uh, Love you. And uh, be safe. Stay humble. Love you guys. Cheers.